I'm Rabbi Nachomath with the Las Vegas Colwell. Us Americans, we love our professional sports. We spend billions of dollars every year to watch and root and cheer on our favorite teams. Merchandise sales, tickets, television. We spend an incredible amount of money, time, resources rooting for our favorite teams. It's not a surprise that many sports teams are worth billions of dollars. And as a matter of fact, Forbes recently put together a list of the most valuable sports franchises. What's remarkable is if you look at that list, there are some surprising teams that make it to the top 10. For example, the New York Knicks are the second most valuable basketball franchise. Think about that. The New York Knicks have not been relevant since the early 90s. They haven't won a championship since the 1970s. The third most valuable football franchise? It's my Washington Redskins. I grew up a Redskins fan. I bleed that burgundy and gold. The Redskins have been irrelevant for three decades. They haven't done anything since 1991. Yet we spend our time and our money cheering them on. We'll sit in stadiums in the negative degrees to root for our favorite teams. Why do we do that? Why do we spend so much time and money and resources invested in teams that are irrelevant? There's a remarkable story in the book of Numbers and Sefer Devarim. It's a tragic story. We read about the Miraglim, the spies. The Jewish people, after the Exodus, they receive the Torah at Sinai, and then they're on the precipice of entering the land of Israel. God promised their forefathers that the Jewish people, they would return to the land of Israel, and they would live in the land of Israel. The Canaanite nations had lived in the land of Israel since the Jewish people had left a few centuries earlier. So entering into the land was going to be a military campaign. They were going to have to fight. So the Jewish people, before entering, decided they were going to send Miraglim, they were going to send spies on a reconnaissance mission to see what the best strategies would be in this military campaign. We read tragically that the spies, after 40 days in the land, return back to the Jewish people and they give a negative report. They tell the people there's no way we're going to be successful in this military campaign. We are just not strong enough to win. These Miraglim, they didn't have the faith and trust in God. And they spread that, that lack of faith, that lack of trust in God to the Jewish people. And the Jewish people wept that night, believing that God was sending them on a suicide mission. They lost that trust in God. And as a punishment, God condemns the Jewish people to wander in the desert for 40 years. What's remarkable is if you look at the verse, who were these Miraglim? Who were these spies? The verse tells us, Kulam Anashim. These were men, which Rashi points out that language of Anashim means they are men of distinction. Rashi explains, Initially, before they were sent on this mission, these 12 spies, these were righteous people. These were pious people. These were God-fearing individuals. Yet, Maral of Prague points out such a remarkable thing. He says, before they were appointed on this mission, they were wonderful people. They trusted in God and they believed in God. Yet he says, if you fast forward just a moment, immediately after they're appointed to be those, those spies, a moment after they are appointed by the Jewish people to be those Miraglim, their attitudes change. It's at that moment, in a flash, in an instant, where they lose that trust in God and they no longer believe that they're going to be successful in the land of Israel. Why? What happened in just a moment? I believe what Maral is saying is such a fundamental idea in human psychology. 
We all know that we're influenced by the groups and people that we associate with. We all know the power of peer pressure to change our beliefs and attitudes and our viewpoints on the world. What Maral is telling us is such a remarkable idea. You see, these men, these spies, they were righteous, they were pious. The Jewish people, on the other hand, they didn't share the same belief and trust in God. They were a little bit more skeptical. They had doubts. They weren't so sure that they would be successful in the land of Israel. And Maral is telling us a remarkable thing. These pious men who didn't have that belief, the moment they're appointed as being the spies, something changes. Their attitudes shift. You see, in that moment, they now identified with their group. And their group had a different attitude on the land. Whereas these pious men 60 seconds earlier had trust in God, the moment they identify with the group, their attitudes change. It's such a powerful thing. We talk about in social psychology, individuals inside of groups. We also need to think about the groups inside the individual. You see, these men, <clears throat> they were pious, they were righteous. But the moment they identified with the group, and the belief and attitudes of the group are different, well, guess what? The individuals, their attitudes and their beliefs shift as well. No longer do they have that trust and belief in God. Rather, they identify with their group who has more of a doubtful relationship with God. They're a little bit more skeptical. And in that moment, in that flash, their beliefs and attitudes change as well. We are influenced by the people around us. That's not a surprise. What is a surprise is just how fast that, that transition can happen. Just how quickly our beliefs and attitudes can change by who we identify with. The social psychologist Henry Tajfeld has proven that even by the flip of a coin, if I divide people into two different groups, our in-group bias, our preference to identify with groups can even be completely artificial. Something like the flip of a coin will change our beliefs and I will like group A over versus group B simply because I've been placed in group A because of the flip of a coin. In-group bias, our identification, who we associate with, we know it changes our perspectives and beliefs. But it can happen so fast. It can happen in a moment and for seemingly trivial things. It's no wonder that we root for our sports teams. What have the Washington Redskins done for me? The answer is very little, but I associate with them. And I'll spend my money and my time and my resources rooting for an irrelevant team. Why? Because we are influenced by groups super duper fast. We see from the Miraglim how fast that transition can be. Sometimes our associations and our group connections, it's not such a big deal. Is it really a big deal if you were root for the Washington Redskins or God forbid if you root for the Dallas Cowboys? Probably not. But in the case of the Miraglim, it made a very, very big and tragic difference. We've got to be so careful. What teams do we root for? Which groups are part of our inner circles? Recognize we understand and are influenced by those groups' attitudes and beliefs, but recognize just how fast that transition can happen.